Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Sally Obermita is a much-loved media personality, cancer survivor, and co-founder of Swish Wellness with her sister, Maha Corbett. Swish is considered one of Australia's leading wellness and beauty brands and truly embodies the radiant, empowered, and confident archetype we aspire to. Having spent much of the past decade in the spotlight and juggling the demands of a huge career, cancer recovery, marriage, business, and motherhood, the pandemic gave Sally the opportunity to pause and reset. What followed was a visible transformation of her health, vitality, and also the revolution and evolution of her wellness company. In her interview with the Ageless magazine in issue two, Sally told us that feeling ageless and looking ageless are intrinsically linked because you feel better when your body functions seamlessly. And when you feel better, you look better. We couldn't agree more. In this episode with a truly remarkable woman and a woman I call my friend, Sally shares the insights from her most recent personal transformation, insights on health and longevity from running a wellness company, and of course, the secrets behind her megawatt glow. There's a reason we partnered with Swish as one of the only two wellness brands when we launched our virtual clinic this year. Long before wellness had become a trend, Sally and Maha were driven to help others feel vibrant, confident, and passionate about who they chose to be. With key supplements formulated to improve skin glow, hair growth, gut health, sleep, metabolism, and energy levels, the Swiss range, sorry, the Swish range is designed to enable you to seize each day with a glowing, healthy confidence. And that is exactly what Sally Obermeter brings to this episode. I'm so excited to welcome Sally to Ageless by Rescue podcast. Game on. (laughs) Well, this has been a long time coming. I think the last time we attempted to record this, I hit pause because I was so exhausted. It was just before Christmas last year, if you can yeah, imagine. I remember. And now, um, it, it as with everything in life, it's perfect timing because we have so much to celebrate on your end, my friend, my beautiful friend, um, with the relaunch and the rebrand of your incredible health business with Maha, Swish. Thank um, you. How good is that? How good is the storytelling? I watched your... Um, launch video and I cried it's um look I think we the 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 story is this is the story it's it's how our brand came to be it's how Swish was born and I think we spent so long working on this um I say rebrand, but really it's it's a new look and feel, but actually the heart of our business is the same. It's the same as it's always been. And, and I think as part of this sort of new look and feel, we wanted to go back to our roots and um, talk about where we came from, talk about how it came to be, talk about why, like why are we here? Like, what, like we could do anything with our time, but why is it that we do this? And we wanted to 
I guess, share that for people who maybe have come to us along the way or people who have heard of us but don't know how it came to be. And, you know, wellness has changed a lot since we started. It's a lot more um, crowded. It's a lot more, you know, it's trendy, but we didn't come to it because it's trendy. We didn't come to it because, hey, everybody is doing that, so we should do that too. We came to this business and this brand from a very... um, very much from a heart-led space and we wanted to go back there and share that and, and explain. So I'm glad it resonated with you. It, it really did. And I, I'm, one, I'm wondering, do you think that it's also got to do with where you guys are in your life? Because, you know, Maho's pregnant again. So, she, you know, she's birthing yeah. and, you know, you're uh, coming up to a milestone birthday and, like, the, it's such a pivotal time in your life. And it does, I was listening to this um, podcast with Marianne Williamson, actually, and she was talking about the third act of your life. And mm-hmm. I really feel like when you do kind of enter that phase of your life, and I certainly had that experience this year, funnily enough, this year, um, where you do go back to the why and you really only want to do what you love. And it's re- it becomes actually super easy to get rid of the extraneous, you know, extraneous friends, extraneous responsibilities, extraneous clothes and commitments. And I'm wondering, you know, was part of the subconscious part of you guys really going into the heart of Swish and sharing that in a new way, part of your own personal evolution? Yeah, mate. Yeah, could be. I mean, we started this, to be fair, 18 months ago so you know kind of before before Maha was pregnant and and before I was coming up to a you know big birthday and before any of that we actually kind of about 18 months ago were like we knew we wanted to do this and as part of that we were like before we work out where we want to go where did we come from what how did we like if we if we go back to our steps who were we when we began because when you start something you're actually a very different person you know like or certainly like for us we were we came into it um, I don't want to say naively, but I say naively because when I hear people talk about their businesses now, it's very much like um, I've made a brand deck. I've got a five-year plan. These are all my fonts and colors. This is the selling out in two <laughs> years. And I was like, oh, wow, we didn't have any of that. We like came into it, I guess, so organically and from a, a genuine I guess, heartland space and wanting to make a difference in people's health, that all of these things that I hear people talk about are so slick, right? And I'm like, oh, wow, we kind of, we didn't, didn't, didn't do that back then. So we wanted to go back and go, who were we when we began? And where did we start from? And why did we do this when we started? And, and how have we evolved? And how has our customer evolved with us and our community? And where are we now? And what is it that we're trying to, to, to explain and share with you as we move forward? Because we're moving forward, all of us together. You know, it's not like we're not taking our customer with us. We're all on this, in this together. You know, we get up and we do what we do for them. And one of the things that is, sorry to interrupt, one of the things that I think makes your brand so unique, and I'm always in awe of how much the journey is about your community, um, is that they really are on the journey with you both. And I think that, you know, uh, there's no brand marketing. It's you, you live and breathe the wellness brand of Swish and, but also, it feels like certainly for me and I you know I've bought lots of your products I've bought your books I've attended your webinars I've gone to your events I bought the smoothie um packs you know when you launched those um 
you know, I wake up with you, I go to sleep with you. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of you in my life on an everyday basis. And of course, whenever I have like a business, you know, idea crisis, love life, you know, you, you guys are on speed dial for that as well. So, but I, I think it's really interesting because something that you said, you know, it, you're doing it all for, for them and it comes from a heart-led space. They follow your journey. So, I mean, you really are walking your talk. You recently shared an incredible personal and physical transformation. Not only did we watch you, you know, transform how you look, how you move, how you feel, but you then kind of unpacked it for everyone. Um, And also same with Maha, you know, on her pregnancy journeys, on her life journeys, on her career pivot journeys, you know, nothing is left unsaid. The kids are on, the husbands are on, it's game on. Like we are in your world and I think that that's that's a really interesting thing because you know we often look and talk about the younger influencers or uh, business owners and you know as you said long are the days where you have like a pitch deck and you all your fun everything is aligned most people stumble into their passion projects and then turn it into a business but you know you you took on like a young person's game for lack of a better word and and like killed it. Maybe it's because, again, coming back to how things evolve organically, and I think it's because, well, one, I came to, I, I was in a media career, so I was already very accustomed to sharing. So I think there was, the, I kind of had that. And then when I had my cancer experience, that it was a very, I felt like it was a very public experience. People were very much, um, they felt very connected to the fact that I was pregnant and had cancer. They felt very connected and really were on, were kind of, you know, they were praying for me and hoping like they wanted the best possible outcome. So they felt very connected and I felt very connected to them because to have people's love and goodwill, people who you don't know, who don't know you anything, who don't want, and then they care, that's a gift, right? So maybe it's almost like these things happen sort of so slowly, so incrementally. It's not sort of like I woke up and was like, husband, kids, guys, I'm turning on my phone and we're all on. Everyone, performance faces, you know. Yeah. So it kind of was all very organic and, you know, this was all before Instagram. So it was before all of that. We had Facebook and, you know, like it was very kind of slow and gradual. And I think because I am a sharer by nature anyway, right? So it's not like I, I'm not introverted. I'm very much, if you, if I meet you in real life, I will share, you know, like I, that's not a, it's not a stretch for me. So it's not like I'm having to perform. That's just who I am. So it's all kind of, it, for me, it feels very organic and very natural. And I kind of don't know any different, you know, so it's not like, and you would know, cause I, you, you know me. So it's not like the you that knows me behind the camera is different to the Instagram me. Like I'm not putting on anything. Like it's the, with the exception of you don't see me kind of yelling at my kids about toast and shoes and, you know, swimming costumes and, you know, all the shit show that happens in the morning. But the rest is all, it's the real deal. And I think it's very, um, I like to be close to people and I like to be an open book and I like to be, um, I like to be connected. You know, that's actually just I think what floats my boat, which is why I find it really easy to do and very, um, very easy, I think, to connect with our customer. Can you share with me your transformational journey that you started, I think, a year ago? It was, it was fitness, it was energy, 
It was uh, reclaiming your body yeah. uh, and and really a reset. And, and the reason I'd like you to share this journey is not because, um, I mean, and because you really look incredible. And it's such a great ageless story because I truly believe and I've seen it and I've tried it that it actually, you, you can look your best you've ever looked, better than your teens, better than your 20s, 30s at any age. But it's kind of the ingredients that you put in and, and the lifestyle choices that you make. And you really were a perfect science experiment in that. Can you share that journey with us? Because some of us who, you know, who are watching or listening maybe haven't caught up to that yeah. one. Yeah. I would love for you to lay it out because you lost, what, 22 kilos? 22 kilos, yeah. I lost you didn't kilos even look I... like you needed to. That was the crazy thing. Well, that was the thing, and I didn't set out to either. I didn't set out on it. It was not a weight loss mission. It was not It was not any of those things. And, and I preface this by saying, you know, we are not our weight, and I say this all the time, we are who we are on the inside it's not the number it's not the it's not the number on your clothes it's not the number on the scales it's about how you feel and who you are as a person so and certainly as running a wellness company I'm not here to like um push the diet culture and I always well, and we're not that. talking about this in the context you're absolutely right it's good to preface this because it's actually that's just one part of it and all the longevity studies that I read and all the professors that I've interviewed and doctors I've spoken to um a healthy weight is really just a conversation about longevity and energy and lifespan and health span. And I know that you are deeply immersed in that scientific side of things, having a wellness company, and also you're always researching. I think uh, from what I understand, you started off from a perspective of energy longevity and also because you'd had cancer you wanted to make sure that your lifespan and your health span were optimized always and I had really noticed that in the few years prior and and I think it's just life and the demands on your life that what had happened was my fitness I really noticed my fitness was struggling and I was opting out and in I think when you've got like young children and they're still very active so they're not like um kind of dying to stay home and kind of you know be on their devices they actually want to be out and I was like who wants a movie who want who want like I'm trying to like because I was I had let my fitness slip I was kind of so um I just wasn't in my peak form you know I just and I and it was simple things like going to the park that I was like I just don't have the stamina for this you know and I got to this sort of kind of pre-Christmas of the year prior and I thought I just I just want to be a bit fitter and I want to be a bit healthier and I want to be able to I don't want them to outrun me you know I've got two young girls I don't want them I don't want to miss it you know I don't want to be sending them off to the park with their friends or with their dad while I'm just at home because I've missed this window to kind of kind of pull it back into line and I am an all or nothing personality so my typical you know thing with something like this is like I'm all out I buy all the gear and I set these insane you know um, goals and I don't achieve them because of course you're not going to it's things like that's it I'm going to get up at 4am every single day and I'm <laughs> doing six different gyms and I'll do two at Pilates and I'll never have a day off and I'm you know like 
And that all or nothing personality serves me incredibly well in many areas of my life, but it always has failed me in the in the exercise department. You know, like it's always let me down. And you have a fitness background, right? You I you were have a fitness background. I was a personal trainer and a Pilates instructor for a few years. And it's funny how, but essentially at my core, like I did not grow up doing sport. And it's funny how, so I grew up not really doing any sport. I don't come from a sport sporty family and then I had a period sort of in my 20s where I put on a lot of weight I was in a job I hated I then sort of slowly got fitter I then became I was trying to get into tv I became a Pilates instructor and a personal trainer and I loved it and in that period I was pre-kids I've got time I really loved it hello kids hello cancer hello all of those things it's funny you do you slide back into your core which is actually for me not exercising you know and I have friends who've grown up sporty and that always will go back to that it's almost like your body and your mind that's how you're naturally programmed and I'm not naturally programmed that way and it's always the first thing to go for me it's always the thing that's like it's not that important and so when I got to this point where I was like this actually is important and it's not because it's important for anyone else, it's important for me. And I was also finding I actually needed time. I needed some time away from everybody, needed some time. It's almost like mentally and physically I wanted to regroup. And so I was like, I'm not going to do my all or nothing. And I had watched Marcus, my husband, a year prior to me because he's a different kind of personality to me. He's much more slow and steady. He had said, look, I'm really going to get fit this year and I'm just going to do half an hour a day. And can I tell you, I scoffed so loudly and just was like, oh, like he will achieve <laughs> nothing in 30 minutes. And what is he going to do when he just, and he was so, um, because that's his personality, just be like, just chip away at something, just very slow, no extreme. And I was like, if you don't go to the gym and if you don't do weight training and if you don't do, you know, this, 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 you'll actually never achieve any of those, you know, well, lo and behold, what a difference a year can make. And I watched him and I thought, well, maybe. And it was during the pandemic and baby, it's a blessing. The gyms were shut and all of that and all those kind of extraneous things that I naturally lean towards, like I'll buy all the clothes, I'll get the sneakers, I'll join up everywhere. They weren't available to me. So I was like, okay, now I'm going to take a leaf out of his book and just go so simple. And that it's against the grain for me. It's not what I like. And you walked, right? You walked. I walked. That was it. I literally got up, I got out my door and I did, in the beginning, I would only do 20 minutes. I moved up to 30 as time went on. I had, I'd have like an ebook or um, an ebook, an audio book or a podcast in my ear. And that time to me became mentally so valuable. Like I, as I got stronger, I think physically I also just really kind of found found my space again after a very crowded decade of being pregnant having cancer I spent a couple of years working on having a baby via a surrogate which was like a full-time thing for like two years we built the business like it had been a very you know then you've got young kids you know like a lot was happening and I emerged from this kind of 10-year period and I was like I just need a minute to catch my breath and I needed to catch my breath almost on these 30 minute walks every day. And, and it was transformative because it was just steady. And I did, you know, people I know get fixated on like, well, what did you eat? And what, you know, and it's like our and you're a cook. I mean, you've, you've published what, five cookbooks? I have cookbooks. I love to cook. I love you go to go out eat. a lot. You eat, you drink, 
you do Correct. everything like there's no everything. kind of deprivation model there's oh, no you're not a yo-yo dieter your weight has been the same it's Correct. really interesting and I think that that's what made that you know journey really fascinating um are you perimenopausal I'm in menopause. Yeah. I'm 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 in. I'm I my peri was like, you know, um right pretty much not long after um I had finished all my cancer treatment that tipped me into yeah, into into menopause. So yeah. But I asked that because again, you know, you hear all this stuff that you know you just have to make peace with the fact that you're going to be a little bit heavier, you're going you're not going to be as firm. I don't believe that. I'm menopausal no. too. I I am the fittest. most toned strongest healthiest I I feel like completely awake alive that I've ever been I have like a full sex drive I have energy surplus don't you think you have to I think it's like you have to I don't try to think of an analogy it's similar but you have to it's good to acknowledge it but I think you have to work out you've got to go what does this period of my life require mm. and it you can't I don't think like kind of throw your hands in the air and be like oh I'm menopausal this is too bad I think it's like you do need to kind of you do have to eat well you don't have to yo-yo diet. You don't have to starve yourself. But you do have to eat well. You do have to supplement, right? You do have to move and you will have to do weight-based training in order to kind of compensate for that loss of muscle tone. Like you do and you have to monitor. This is the thing I think you have to monitor. You can't just be like, oh, well, last year I did this. So if it doesn't work anymore, then it's failed. It's like, well, no, you actually need to, you know, it's kind of like, just because you bought Vegemite once doesn't mean you're going to buy it on every single shopping list. You're going to monitor. You open the pantry and like, what do I need? What what has changed? What have I used? Monitor. Speaking of monitoring, and we've talked about this as well, I'm a massive believer on a health dashboard. And I can only imagine had I had something as serious, a health issue and scare as cancer, that I would become super pedantic about measuring, monitoring and evaluating where I am now based on the data, Um, what do you do? What are some of the health tests and the monitoring things that you do that are non-negotiable for you and you always recommend to other people? Um, Look, I do bloods once a year because I do like to see, like, am I, you know, am I low in iron? Am I low in, you know, B12? Am I, you know, am I falling off anywhere? But one of my, honestly, one of my biggest monitorings is my mental state. Like actually, because I think when you go through something like cancer, you can very easily, um, and I'm not even just kind of talking about going to therapy in the in the aftermath to rec- sort of recover from the trauma. I even just mean, even now, say I'm 10 years later, you can be triggered into almost over monitoring because you're so afraid you're trying to have a control right so I that's actually the part I've worked the hardest on because I have to accept I don't I have some control I don't have all control Mm -hmm. so it's like what can I what can I within the realms of what I can do what can I do I can eat well, I can supplement, I can sleep, I can make sure I have fun in my life, I can make sure I feel good if I need to and if I need support in any of these areas, I've got to get it. But I also have to make sure I don't become 
so afraid that I can't live because that can happen. You know, that's a very real thing that can happen to me. We can become almost so fixated on controlling. It's like you can control as much as you want, but in, in essence, you could step off the footpath and get hit by a bus. So it's like if you control too much, you can also end up ruining your life and you're so lucky to be here, you know. So it's that fine balance that I've had to find um, in order to have control and work with what I can to make my my health as strong as it can be but not be so controlling that it becomes obsessive. When you um, do your blood, because one of the things, you know, I've talked about is this year I launched a virtual clinic as part of the Ageless by Rescue. Such a great idea. And the reason I did that is everyone kept on asking me, where do you go? What do you have? And I thought everyone needs to have this. Yes. Super easy to get. Most doctors don't offer it to you. So we have access. We've partnered with the laboratory so you can get all of your pathology requests. You can get your report sent to your doctor or have them for yourself. Um, and also, uh, and I should say that we've partnered with Swish uh, as one of our supplement brands. And the reason I partner with you, not just because I love you, because I do, but because I trust you, because I've tried the products, because they work. Mm-hmm. And I believe that you are a living embodiment of the brand. But further than that, you work with experts. You haven't put the things together yourself. You, and the programs and the products that you've created has been created with people who have, um, you know, scientific experience uh, and education in uh, naturopathy, nutrition, health. Um, so do you also for what you take, you know, obviously you take a lot of supplements, mainly your own, I would assume. Uh, <laughs> do you, how do you... Um, find the best ones for you do you see a naturopath do you what do you do to make sure that you're taking the right things for that phase of your life um you know it's funny I've become quite in tune with my body you know so I can really tell the difference say for example if I go a week say without greens I can feel the difference in my energy levels I can feel my sugar cravings because I naturally am a sugar I think I'm, I don't know if I'm wired that way. I'm definitely a sugar craver. I can, I can feel the the urge come back. So I've become a lot better at being very in tune with my body. Um, so I don't necessarily see anyone, but I also don't just take for, for, for the sake of taking. Like, obviously I have access to everything that we have, right? And I say this to people when they're like, oh, what should I get? I'll just get everything. And I'm like, don't, I mean, don't get everything, you know, and it's very rarely do people say don't get everything, but I'm like, ask yourself, what are the key areas that you are struggling with? So for example, I struggle with my sleep, right? Like I have a very overactive mind. So I always take the sleep powder, but say if I'm going through a period where I am, it's fine. Like I'm actually like, I'm finding that I'm able to go sleep, then I don't take it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's actually about monitoring, but my non-negotiables because they're the baseline for me. So there are things that you, you know, can tap in and tap out of, but my baseline things are like obviously always collagen for skin, greens, I think for just general like energy because none of us get enough greens. They're very hard. Like it's just. I give the greens to Lily as well. And you know what? I just feel like I'm being a better mother when I just give her that in her juice because it's, it's just so a pop up all the nutrients and and she 
feels that it makes her skin better. And I think that that's lovely. That's so good. It is such a good one. I think, you know, like I think there's some baseline ones there that you just, and I take hair and metabolism because just coming back to menopause and that whole thing about, oh, well, that's, you know, like, you you know, like your metabolism has changed and it's just not what it used to be. And it's like, yes, that's correct. But for us, for example, that's why we formulated metabolism because that was important. You know, I was like, I don't want to just roll over and be like, my metabolism's changed, shrug my shoulders too bad. It's like, well, if something can be done, I want to take it, you know, and I've seen a massive difference with that. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, you've got the intuitive ability to know what your body wants, but a lot of people don't. So mm. when we worked with you guys to to curate the supplements for the uh, virtual clinic, um, we were lucky enough to be able to tap into your nutritionist and your uh, team mm. of experts to pull together a curation. And the, you know, the categories that we spoke of, uh, you're living that, but, you know, for the other people who are listening and, uh, and, for me, who who doesn't have access to a nutrition brand and a, a supplements brand, I think you know performance and recovery is really a key part of yes. um, lifespan and health span. Um, hair and metabolism definitely, because how you know you look and how you metabolize food is really important. And I don't even think about it as necessarily an aging one for that particular product. I think that. You know, it can come from a, a from a period of stress. If you're in your 20s, you can lose your hair. Your metabolism can go haywire. So I think that that's, that's for any age. And then we did, um, obviously, the beauty supplements that you yeah. have, which is the collagens and also the sleep. I consider sleep a beauty category. Sleep is one of the most underrated, I think, areas of um of beauty of health like if you don't get enough sleep and if you don't get actually it's not even enough it's like quality sleep like deep sleep then your hormones are all over the shop your mood is all over the shop there's weight gain your skin like you can buy all the creams in the world and if you are not getting enough sleep like that's the thing it's actually so underrated you know for me that product I think that was maybe the second product I ever tried in your line and I thought I had really good sleep I actually was quite until I started taking the sleep powder and I started taking it during um lockdowns where I had this I didn't realize like this stress thing running in the background and my sleep kind of started to fluctuate and I started taking uh the sleep powder at night and it really really changed and I thought oh am I taking more collagen am I is it because I'm not doing but it was the sleep the the difference that made the difference that I looked better felt better performed better was taking a sleep supplement so that was really interesting for me and we added that to our curation Uh, but the other thing that I was very excited that you launched I think last year was a nootropic Yes, yes, Beauty Buzz. So that's an adaptogen collagen coffee. And again, it's about how do you, you know, so for us, it's it's like how do we make products that are what we call smart? So it's like they have to be effective. We know that that's like number one. We scientifically formulate, we make sure that they're effective and they work. So once we've got that, it's like, well, now how do we make it taste good? And how do we get it to work into your day to make it as kind of, um 
functional and as fantastic as we can. And we were like, why don't we do Beauty Buzz? So it's like an adaptogenic collagen coffee. So we get that whole nootropics benefit of like, you know, focus, stress adaption, all of that. But then we go, great, let's add it to coffee. So you get the um, you get the coffee buzz, but you don't and get the, the ritual food. of having a coffee. I think that you don't want to miss out on that, right? It's so part of coffee, the pleasure of coffee is the ritual of coffee. Ritual. And then you know that it's got the collagen in it. It's like, it's almost like you've ticked these three boxes all at once. And it's, so, and it, I mean, it tastes amazing. And so for us, we were really excited about that. And again, you know, coming back to when people understand why you've done what you've done, that has been one of our best sellers because people, A, love the taste and the, the change in like when people say like, I take it before I'm studying. I take it and as I and I get more focused. Like the actual nootropic benefits that they find, so so fantastic. And let's just explain to anyone who doesn't know what an adaptogen is. Um, yeah, helps, yeah, helps your body adapt basically to to what it needs. So it's it's a fascinating area. So it, the ones that we have picked are they adapt to stress, so they're stress adapters, and then also for focus, you know, so for clarity and focus. It's a very, um, you'll often hear people talk about medicinal mushrooms or mushrooms, and we have some of those in our super greens as well, um, but they're adaptogens. That's essentially what it is. So the way I take it is I fast, and that was one of the big resets for me, uh, and I've been doing it now for uh, two years so I do a 16 hour fast every day or non-negotiable and it's the easiest thing in the world and my mum is visiting me at the moment she's like you don't eat breakfast <laughs> and it's like mom I, I feel so good you know, I'm the healthiest I've ever been I can exercise every day I have energy I can stay up till you know late and and have leisure longevity benefits to fasting wow correct and and uh you know I I'm as fit as I've ever been and certainly like my body fat and everything is in, yes. in, in order. But um, what I was going to say is that with the adaptogens, the, the way that I was, I am taking um, yours is because I fast in the morning, I just have like a black coffee or a coffee with a little bit of milk. Yes. In the afternoon, instead of having another coffee, which oh. I don't want to have to disrupt my sleep, yes. beauty buzz. And oh, that amazing. definitely will take me through. That makes me like clear-headed, focused, ready to receive Lily after school with like with actual joyful energy rather than yes, the dip. That's the thing, right? That was a big thing for us. We were like, well, we don't want you to have the spike and then the collapse, you know. So that's why it's like, how do we give it to you since you've got that sustained energy through and you've got the adaptogens there for for, for focus and for stress. Yeah, well, I'm so happy. And this is, I think, the thing that sometimes people don't realize you work on these products actually for so long, for so long. And there's so much tweaking and back and forth. And it's not just which ingredients do you put in there, but it's also to what amount, right? Like they need to be effective. Like there's no point. I mean, if if you think about it, if I was to say to you, um, I don't know, let's just pretend a margarita, right, for for want of a better example. What a wonderful (laughs) example. Yeah. Are you making well, maybe, adaptogenic margaritas? Because 
<laughs> I'll add that to the list for next year. So imagine making your margarita, right? And you've got this two margaritas here. One has like this much, like, I don't know, vodka. Do you use vodka in margarita? I'm not too sure, or gin or whatever. And the other one's got this much. Well, it's like, well, one, like, they're not the same. And so it's like, we don't just go, oh, great, we'll put some collagen. Oh, great, we'll put some adaptogens. But it's like, how much? Like, you need the right amount. Otherwise, it's not going to be effective. It won't work. So it's a science. It's not a, it's, we're not concocting in our kitchen. Well, no, you're not concocting it, but you're trialing it on yourselves and you are living proof. You said that you um, don't didn't so much go on a diet, but I, I did read somewhere recently a day on a plate with Sally Obermeda. And, <laughs> and I think we've talked about this as well. Yes. Because you are a foodie. You actually right. truly love and enjoy and appreciate food. And, um, you know, you've grown up in a home where food is important and, yes. and it's nice. You know, it's one of life's pleasures, right? Yes. So. But I am curious, what what were the adaptations or the changes or the things that you, you know, were yeah. able to walk away from? So I, uh, the things that I stopped doing were I stopped eating all the girls' leftovers, right? So that was a big thing for me because, again, I come from a household and it's funny how um, you revert back to what, you know, like waste, like, oh, that's such waste and, you know, and kids are wasters, right? And so it's like I'm eating their food and my food. I'm eating their scraps even though I've already eaten. So I was like, I'm not doing that anymore, right? And I'm only also coming back to tapping in, like, am I actually hungry? Or like I'm a snacker, for example, and I'm a very much an emotional eater, right? So it's like, you know, there's people who say like, oh, if I get stressed, I go running. I'm like, no, no, no. I have the fridge. That's why That's why they have the fridge. Because as soon as I'm emotional, I go to the fridge. So I'm like, okay, what I'm actually going to do is if I'm emotional, I'm going to take five and actually a have some time out. Like, what is it that I feel emotional about? What am I upset about? What am I stressed about? Okay. Do I want to just go for a walk around the block? Do I want to ring a friend? Do I want to just download and like lie on the couch and just stare into space? Do I want to watch the Kardashians for 30 minutes? and decompress and then come back and if after all of those things or any of those things I'm like you know what I actually really would like a chocolate bar now it's like great I'm still going to have it that's fine but as opposed to it being just habitual it's like if I want it I can have it nothing's off limits because for me as soon as it's off limits I become crazy and I also human nature right I totally agree this is just, and also it's not healthy. Like I just think a dep- like deprivation is not the way to go. But I definitely was able to walk away because then I was like, well, if I want it, I can have it. But I'm not going to have it just on autopilot, just because I couldn't be bothered thinking, is this actually what I want or what I need? Um, and then the other thing I just really started to think about was, you know, kind of more. And it's funny because I'm an emotional leader and I have a. I think for many of us, we have a kind of a funny relationship with food. I started to think about it more like money. You know, so you say you're in your 20s and you're in Europe and you're like, I've got $100 a day to spend. And so then you know, you know you're going to dinner and it's going to cost you $70. You've only got 30 to spend in the rest of the day. So you kind of like you have the, the, the cheap, you know, coffee on the go and you have a pastry and you save your kind of money for the back end of the day. So I started to think about my energy intake more in that way. It's like I'm just going to, without a number, because I find if I go, oh, it's X calories or it's X kilojoules or it's these macros, like that for me doesn't work. But just generally speaking, you know, I want to try and, you know, 
use more than I'm intaking. And I go, okay, great. I know I'm going out for a really luxe dinner. I'm going to get the pasta, the bread. I'm having the wine. I'm doing the whole shebang. So cool. I'm going to have a lighter lunch. I'm having a lighter breakfast and I'm having a blowout that I'm going to love at dinner. Amazing. If it's a normal day without that, then they're all kind of, you know, kind of equal. And it just made, I get what I did was I gave myself a bit of thought. It's actually some wow. self-care. I was no longer <laughs> an afterthought. And that's actually the key. It's actually like, it's not like afterwards, like, oh, had I given myself a minute to think about myself? It's like, no, no, what do I actually need? I feel like I need a walk. I need to soak in a bath. I need to put a face mask on and watch TV. Like I no longer became an afterthought. And I think as women often, we're so busy looking after everyone else, we become afterthoughts. One of the things that I noticed in your transformation you know, you've always dressed beautifully. You're always groomed beautifully. Obviously, a, a huge career on TV uh, makes you very aware that people are watching and people are watching the tiniest things. So, you know, you were always polished. But the thing that I noticed about you, and certainly in the past six months, is there has been kind of this revised look to Sally that <laughs> I love. Like, Every single time you step out, it's for me, it's breathtaking. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like you're taking like more pleasure and more, um, you're more adventurous with color, with style. You're dressing less, not corporate, but I guess, uh, and I don't know, I don't know what to say about it, but it's, there just seems to be a, a liveliness and a, a a vitality in the way that you're dressing you. and I wonder like is it because you've consciously thought uh, I, I'm just loving my body I love how I feel or is it a subconscious thing that you you feel good therefore the choices that you're making are reflecting that I think it's that I feel um I think it's a subconscious choice I think it's that I'm well, one, I feel really happy and I feel you're like wearing I'm, a lot of color and I, I can see you you know, you look happy. I love color. Like I, I actually really like color. And maybe it's also a couple of years of being in like active wear with the pandemic and stuff. So it's like I, I am reverting to, to color. And I think too, it's like I'm wearing what makes me happy. So it's like I'm trying. And it is a little bit hard because I do think when you have spent a long time in the public eye, there's a very small part of you that's always like, oh, what if, you know, they, you know, because people love to be a keyboard warrior and tell you what they don't like about um, what you're wearing or what you, anything, you know. So there's always a part of you that's a little bit like, oh, I, you know, I kind of hope no one's upset if I wear this. But it, but more and more, I think it's like, well, I just, I mean, it's fashion. It's just a little bit of fun. You know, it's like, there's no, at the end of the day, you're going to be wearing something else tomorrow. So I'm just doing, I think what makes me happy. And I feel really, I feel good in color. I like color. Um, yeah. I just And the styles too, you know, um, and the reason I, I comment on it is I guess, you know, we're about the same age and um, it's nice to feel nice. Yeah. And it's and and when you do like where you're at with your health, your body, your energy, your life, I think that you know one of the things that kind of um is an expression of that is how you dress. So, you know, people always say to me, 
love to have some more content about fashion. And I go, well, I don't want to do content about fashion because <laughs> I genuinely believe wear what makes you happy and yeah. wear what suits you. And so uh, to your point, I think that, you know, that's why it's really joyful for me to see this kind of renaissance of very joyful, very happy, colourful kind of um, fashion Sally, really, I love it's it. Really, it's nice and I think I like it too because I see how the girls, so, you know, my girls are like um, 10 and 5, right, and they are, and surprisingly, my five-year-old really loves fashion, right? So she's very like, I want to help you get dressed, like get this. Like, and I see how much they, um, I guess, the joy that they get out of it, like wear this dress and wear this necklace and they this kind of like, and I, and I say to them, like, you know, they'll be like, why did you get this one? And why didn't you get that one? I'm like, this one just makes me happy, you know? And so you'll even see, you know, somebody made the comment to me, oh, it's refreshing that the, the kids, like my kids, are not kind of like, um, I, I, I'm paraphrasing, but basically like perfectly put together, right? And that's just because, and there's nothing wrong with that, like I would like them to be perfectly put together, but they resist. But my thing with them is like, wear what makes you happy. You would like to wear three skirts and leggings. Like even though I'm dying inside, I don't mind. And you want to wear a swimsuit on top? Sure. And a tutu on your head? Fine. Like even though it's like I'd really like you to wear something like very polished, but I'm like that makes you happy. That's the whole point of fashion, you know, like wear it. Like and, you know, they do. They leave the house often and I'm like, oh, I hope I don't see anyone I know. It's funny because I think we we don't want them to say that to have the same conditioned life that we did because mm. when we were growing up and certainly at a time in Australia and, you know, we, we've talked about our parents before and our mums being quite oh. strong uh, forces. Lily was telling me a story the other day that when she's with my mum and she starts like giggling really loud in public or dancing, my mum will literally snap at her like this and go, public. Public. And I thought, oh my God, my mother absolutely did that to me, right? Oh so God. I wasn't on TV. I didn't have a TV show, but I was always aware of public. Public. Like, what will other people think, right? I know. I so now know. that I'm a nearly 50 year old woman, I go, screw the public. I'm going to wear, you know, I wore a dress the other night to a ball with a tutu and it was it was short and it was a bustier dress and it li- literally looked like a prom dress. I and love I'm it. So happy because I didn't wear that to my prom because it's public. public right? <laughs> and isn't that so nice when we can try to unwind? And it is hard to unwind things that are deeply ingrained, you know, because I think ultimately, for many of us we still have those you know our parents voices in our heads or or, you know it's the the one that kind of and when you can shake that off and go this is just me and who I want to be it's freaking refreshing yeah it's great it's absolutely great and and back to your point of you know you're you're raising a five-year-old you're raising a 10-year-old I'm raising a 12-year-old um you know, there's so much talk about uh, the right language around health, fitness, diet, exercise, nutrition, sleep, sexuality. Um, but I believe, and what I've experienced in my life, is it's not what you say, it's who you are and what they actually feel about them. Uh, we'll talk about their mother because we're both mothers. And uh, recently someone made a comment to me, a friend of mine said, oh, 
you look really skinny. Don't you eat anything? And Lily jumped into the conversation and she goes, my mum is actually one of the healthiest people I know. You don't see what she eats. When my mum is hungry, she goes and makes herself a big salad and she'll eat a big steak when she feels she has a lack of energy and she can run, she can sprint. And I thought, I haven't told her that. I haven't lectured her on what to, you know, what I eat, what she does, all of that. She's clocked it as healthy. And she actually wanted to correct someone else shaming me because I was being body shamed, essentially. Mm -hmm. What? I don't, I don't get the body shaming. Like, can I say, I just don't get that. And, and I said, this is someone recently, um, who added a comment underneath a, a picture and was like so thin and I was like just I, I said I know or I'm hoping and I suspect this is not you're not trying to be mean and, and I really appreciate this but ask yourself would you say so large to anybody and I suspect no mm-hmm. and if it's a no then this is exactly the same thing and we don't do that it's 2022 this is not what we do anymore you know and she was like oh no no I definitely didn't mean it from a bad place and I'm like that's cool so we don't need to say that because also again back to where I started in the very beginning it's not about the number on the clothes it's not about the you know this the scales it's not about any of those things it's actually about who we are as people and I know for one I mean precisely the same person I was at a different size and the same person I was two years ago like my inside my values and my morals they have not changed even if my exterior has but I think that, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I think that um, your exterior changes, one's exterior changes, actually change the internal mechanisms as well. Because when you do decide to commit to health and well-being as a priority, you may not be the same person that you were, you know, having seven cocktails instead of two. So a lot of people who are used to that version of you and that kind of sat better with them because it supported the kind of the tribe mentality of being kind of not so careful about your health and well-being. They they may kind of push you out of the circle a little bit. Oh, you know, she's no fun. She's not going to um, stay out or she, you never eat dessert or all those comments or whatever. Because yeah. I do think that when you commit to that, yes, you, you do change. So maybe it's like, but it's not, so yes, you change, but it's, I guess where I'm coming from is like, it's not your, your morals haven't changed, yes, your heart and soul hasn't changed, but yes, you learn to value what's important to you. And if it's, and I think it's also, you learn to look after yourself and that's sometimes jarring to people. Sometimes you know, I've watched a post that you did on the weekend and then I ran into you. It was funny because yeah. I saw, and I thought this, it was such a great, uh, post that you spent a whole day in bed and I think it was on uh, Saturday and I saw you yeah. on Sunday yeah. um, and gave yourself permission not to do anything and to extract yourself from posting, reading, replying, running around doing sports, drop-offs, pickups, mm-hmm. all of that. And and I, I think, you know, that's one of the things that we're talking about is opting out of the yeah. things that actually you don't want to do anymore or you yeah. never wanted to do. And and it's also permission to rest when you need it. And I think that's something that we really struggle with. Like it's almost like we always feel like we, like I had this whole day where I rested, but I wasn't sick. 
And that's actually, I think, the highlights. It wasn't like I had to wait to be six, like, oh, hey, guys, I've got the flu, so I have to have a day off. Or like I just had, I've been through a big year, I've done a million hours of work, and I basically got to the, the finale, and I was like, amazing. I'm now really tired. I need to have a rest day. I just, I'm going to, and and not a, um, and with no guilt, with no guilt. Have you ever had adrenal uh, exhaustion or fatigue? Have you ever experienced that? When I was in investment banking, definitely. I went to, I remember going to a naturopath and I'd never heard of it before. And he said to me, do you know what your adrenals are? And I was like, oh, I know about adrenaline. That's like if a bear comes out of a bush and you start running. And he's like, right. He's like, well, you have adrenal fatigue. This is going to be like, 30 years ago I'd never heard of it mm. and um and so yeah you, it's a very very real thing and in terms of adrenal fatigue one of the things that you know most people equated to is um later on in life or in, in a really busy job but we can have adrenal fatigue from emotional stress we can have adrenal fatigue from you know uh being in the wrong relationship we can have uh, being pulled at so many different ends and I'm wondering did you notice how that affected your hormones and and is that one of the reasons that you prioritize rest so much now like and you're happy to say I'm not going to opt into hustle culture and only post about my achievements but I'm actually going to show you what it looks like to rest yeah Uh, um, and so two things on that one is that I'm I'm all I'm very big on like posting both sides and um you know like you you know again I'm an open book right so if I'm up until 3am working because I've got a big project I will post that right I don't mind and and I'll get plenty of like I think that's really bad and you shouldn't share that and I'll in the same token I'll get plenty of like well that's the reality of if you want to achieve something like exactly and it's like it's not for me to I can't please everybody right I can only be myself and then but at the same time I'll also show you the flip side here I am, I'm having a rest day and I feel no guilt. So it's like, this is the reality of it. Um, but in terms of the adrenal fatigue, yeah, absolutely. I, when I had it, I remember that time I was a, a much younger um, and I really noticed that it was true depletion, like like empty, like literally like a car that just will not start, not for love nor money, like it's empty. And, but what I have noticed this time, and the reason I think I prioritize rest is not so much from that period, but it's definitely from maybe I think my cancer experience. Like I definitely try to not hit burnout. And I think as somebody who's wired to work a lot, like I do, I love it. I do love to I, I like I, I like to be active I like to be physical I like to do things like it's very satisfying to me whether it's work or whether it's home or whatever it is but I do also feel like I want to be very careful that my body doesn't run out you know that I actually honor it by resting let's wrap up with some beauty some traditional beauty things because um we talk about lots of beauty things a lot and I know that with Swish you have some great beauty products and one of the products that I like the most is actually a tool um, which is a lymphatic drainage tool kind of like a gua sha for your body your body gua sha yes wow what an excellent product like body brushing is one thing and you do have a body brush that I love but um, using a body gua sha is a whole nother level of 
Excellent. Because it's such a, an un, like that whole circulation, like in your body, like we, I particularly kind of use it like in this mid-thigh area, like that whole area just needs, it's neglected. Like if you think about like, well, yes, we'll rub some creams on our body, whatever, fake tan, but to actually stimulate that body, to stimulate the lymph, to stimulate the blood vessels and get that circulation going, it makes a big difference. And also just back to like just general self-care, it feels really good in the same way sometimes like, you know, if you buy a really beautiful um, shower gel or a shower oil or something that you love or a body cream, it's really nice to actually, I don't know, sometimes I went through a stage of calling it like life elevation, like these little things that you do and they're just like, they're just like, you just sort of go like, Oh, this feels so nice, you know, to look after yourself. And that's five minutes and it is effective AF. And But if you do it every day, wow. So what else do you do? We know what you take supplement-wise, but what are, the, what are the beauty things that you do? And you have to share any aesthetic things that you do as well. So I, I do love a facial. I do love, um, uh, okay, so let's start. So I love facials. I love the thing where they do the um, the stamping, whatever it's called. Yes, so, Dermapen. Yeah, Dermapen. I love mm. that. Um, I also that's a I great do- that's a great treatment for collagen induction. So for people who don't want to have fillers and don't want to have Botox, yeah. the Dermapen, yeah. what it does is it makes little micro holes and it's, it induces you your like- own collagen and it does really make a beautiful difference I really really like it I really like it I like um I like actives obviously so I use like an A I use C I moisturize I use a sheet mask three out of probably seven days like I do because I just think I don't know like particularly I found in the last six months my skin is drier it's probably like back to sleep I'm definitely not sleeping enough to, you know I've been in this big work period so I wasn't sleeping enough and I also wasn't um you know the balance was tipped towards work so I was like okay what can I do that's a shortcut that's going to give me some some yeah. upside so definitely without a question I do a sheet mask heaps what else do I do I do, do LED masks um, but I'll say that again. I you use one. light therapy, LED yes. mask. Yes, I have one. I love it. They work. They work. Yeah, yeah, they work. They definitely work. Um, do I have do Botox in my armpits oh. all the time. Like I've been doing that since TV because basically we used to wear silk shirts all the time. It stops you sweating. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just a habit now. Like I always do that because I'm such a sweaty Betty, you know, I would literally end up you know, with like sweat running down my armpits. I still do that. Um, now I want you, I'm sorry to interject and I'm, I know we're wrapping up, but I want to go to the collagen supplements that you take. And you had an accident during um, lockdown because you were, yeah. you spilt boiling hot coffee all down yeah. your neck and got third degree burns. I had, I had second degree, third degree is where you need a graph. So a second degree, but severe second degree and because it was on so I basically lifted my head up to have a drink out of this coffee and it was a really large long black so it's boiling hot water and something kind of jolted me and I tipped the coffee and it went all the way down and when you um get a burn here in the throat what they're worried about is that the throat will close so I was in an ambulance and it was it was full on. It was full on. And I, she was saying to me, these horrific burns basically down to the bone. You will have to come back 
three times a week for three months to keep getting the bandages changed and whatever. And it was, the pain was insane. So I had them, I left the hospital. I came back the second, you know, two days later to get the bandages changed. She changed them. She's like, I'll see you in two days. And basically you and I are going to get to know each other very well because you'll be here, you know, three times a week for three months. And I was like, okay. And so I came back the third time and she goes to change them. And she's like, what the actual fuck? She's like, you have healed that they you don't need any bandages i'm at the i'm at well north shore and she's like i've never in all my life of working in the burns unit seen anyone recover so quickly and she's like i don't understand and i said this is a long shot i don't know i said but basically i've been having collagen for let's say we launched collagen maybe five years ago so maybe a year before we launched yeah. it i've been having it for so six yeah. years and she said, without a doubt, I've never seen anybody's skin cells renew so quickly. She's like, you were here one week ago with a fresh from the ambulance with a burn so severe and I'm sending you home now with no bandages, with some cream for you to put on and I hope I never see you again. And she's like, that is the most mind-blowing thing I've ever seen. And then she was like, will you send me some? And I was like, I will definitely send you some. Like it was, and I have all but like nothing of a scar. It's extraordinary. It's wild. Wild. I had abdominoplasty last year in October and I took, or I take, and I continue to take collagen. And look, I think my scar is remarkable. I was cut like literally from hip to hip. You see, and I genuinely believe because I'm not taking it for fun. I'm taking it because I believe in the science. And for me, anecdotal, you know, my own yeah. experience is this: yeah. that my skin turnover is better, the quality of my skin is better, the yeah. scar healing is definitely better. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, but when you told me that story, I. Def, it really stuck with me because I think, yeah, true. Like, why are we taking it? If you yeah. don't believe it, don't take it. But yeah. it does work. Oh, it, that for me was particularly because, you know, like say the skin on your face, it, you may not, you don't notice that day to day, week to week, right? It, it might be when you see a friend, you know, who you haven't seen about who's like, wow, your skin looks amazing, but you see your own skin every day, right? So it's when that happened for me that I was like, oh, this is this is unbelievable. This is actually unbelievable. It's amazing. And do you have you had any? Um, and I know that this is often private for people, but you know the show is called Ages, and we talk about aesthetics and procedures and everything. <laughs> Other than your surgeries for cancer and stuff, have you ever had any cosmetic surgery or aesthetic procedures that you like, that you hate, that you? Or ones that you're curious to try. Perhaps you haven't had any, but you're curious to try. I, I haven't had any yet, but like never say never. And I think everyone should do whatever makes them happy, right? So I haven't had any yet. But I also think you just never know. So I had obviously as part of my um, cancer, I had a double mastectomy and a re reconstruction. And there are definitely times I'm like, uh, will I get a boob lift? Maybe I'll get a boob lift. You know, like that's definitely... But I'm also, I think after having spent so long in a hospital, I'm also part of me is 
re- reluctant to do that. I'm I, like, I'm nervous, you know, like to that. Yeah. voluntarily, you know, kind of do something. Yeah. But I suspect I'll get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I need a boob lift. So I, I'm always like, whenever I see anyone who's had one, I'm like, how is it? Tell me, like, is it good? Like, are you, happy? you know what I had? I didn't have a boob lift. I had an internal bra put in, which is like threads for your boobs. So it's, um, I actually did an episode with my surgeon um, on the podcast, so you can watch it or listen to it. And and so um, I didn't want to have anything foreign in my body. So it's just a mesh that you put under the breast and it meshes in with your body and it dissolves, but it's a collagen induction. So it actually creates a scaffolding and a lift for your boobs. And so I had this last year while I did my tummy because I had the stomach separation. So I fixed that and he said, look, um, if you had fat, we could have taken fat from your tummy and put it in your boobs, but you don't have that. But if you want, I can put uh, an internal bra in for you and it's uh, not at all invasive. But anyway, long story yeah, short, my boobs happy? are like, yes, and I can go braless and and it's it's lovely. Like it was one of the best things. And what episode number? Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, no, but but you know the trend is no more um, uh, implants, implants and stuff. Yeah, more people right. are going for explants. Yes. But there are some semi-natural things we can do, and I, yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. See, I'm into that. Cool. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably what I'll do, I think, in this next decade. Definitely. I love it. Sal, it was so, I could speak to you forever. I am Thanks. just so excited and happy for you. And um, Thank you. You know, obviously. Thank you for your support always, you know. I, you know how much I adore you. Adore. Yes. And I can't wait to see what's next. And if I may put something on the development mm-hmm. list. Please. Yep. I want to know if these supplements that help uh, grey hair are, yes, is that a knowing grin? It's a a discussion we've had a lot lately. So, yeah, I've had a couple of um, labs look at products for me just to tell me whether or not I should take it only because I'm in contact with, you know, doctors and scientists. And so far there's nothing that they think is actually uh, as to your point, has the right level of ingredients to actually make a difference. Right. So I'm wondering if Swish Laboratory would do a friend <laughs> favour. If we could just whip one up. We, we've actually looked at this, I think maybe we first started around the same time that we were formulating hair metabolism as a separate product. And exactly as they were saying, it was like you need to have not gone grey so once you've gone great, it's too far. So you could do it before that. But like the effective, like it was so currently, it's not that effective. Yeah. And, like, mm. and it's for such a small, like you you really are taking it almost in a preventative window. But I don't know. You know what it's like before you've gone grey. You can never imagine going grey. And it's only once you've gone grey that you're like, oh, this is a bit of a shit show. Like, you know, but then it's too late. So. Yeah, that's trust me. If there's one, we will def- we will definitely make it because Please I'm doing my roots every two weeks at the rate I'm going. Yes, yeah, so it's good. You got healthy hair growth, so healthy it's actually growth. a blessing. So you've taken the right supplements for the hair growth and the hair thickness, <laughs> and now we need to make another supplement. Or you Correct. need to make another supplement. Correct. I will. I, I will be your first guinea pig. Thank you so much. Congratulations uh, on the launch. And um, I'm super proud to have a curation of your best 
ageless products on the clinic. So love you. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 